T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Will and Divi on 95.7 The Game. Well, the word on the street is that at least some of the Warriors are going to play tonight. Uh, we'll find out. Do we know whom? We do not. Well, oh. I think I think Iguodala is out. That's I do a think shock. that. I think uh, I think Clay will be out, but somebody's going to have them jerseys on. So you should tune into Warriors Live at ninety five seven The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. It's Willard and Dibs. Hi everybody. Uh, we'll get back to your calls shortly at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. But right now we go out to the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Looky here. It's Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, Bally Sports, and Beyond. Hello, Mike. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Hey, were you in the building for uh, for that press conference yesterday? You know, I wasn't. I went down Tuesday and talked to a bunch of players, and I decided to live stream that thing. So, okay. Um, I did write off of it. I was writing anyway, and uh, that'll run at some point, but... You know, I, I thought that the first 24 minutes and 30 seconds were fine, but those last that last minute was the, the golden minute for me. Uh, do explain. Please the last, explain. Yeah, the last minute. What, 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 to what are you referring? Well, well Kyle was asked about, um, you know, the, the amount of quarterback injuries that have happened under his watch and if he thought he had to change things systemically uh, or figure that out and uh he went he went all in got some got some sarcasm there at the end i, I wrote all about it it'll eventually be in the chronicle but uh he didn't love the question i thought it was funny i've known him for a long time yeah and i i mean the sarcasm it was dripping with sarcasm but for some there is where there's smoke there's fire why would you say that the niners have had so many injuries at quarterback is it just as he described it dumb luck uh, I mean, luck is definitely a part of it, and that sucks. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately, is injury-prone, which sucks because I, I love everything else about him, and uh, I don't want that for him. But some players just get hurt a lot, so there's that. Um, you know, Purdy, uh, I, I think when you have an inexperienced quarterback running play action, and for play action to work right, everything has to look the same, which is the beauty of Kyle's offense. So you're going to have tight ends and running backs blocking edge rushers at times. Um, you know, probably just doesn't have a lot of reps under his belt. Didn't know to step up in the pocket uh, away from the potential danger there. But, you know, he, he's pretty has been amazing. That happens, uh, you know. Uh, and Josh Johnson got a concussion against the team that had 70 sacks, one of the highest totals in NFL history. Uh, and Trey Lance got hurt running the ball inside. But when you have a dual threat quarterback, that's part of the deal. That if you're if you're going to have dual threats, you have to run them. So uh, you know, I, I think we all want to blame people when things go badly. Uh, you can't blame Jimmy for this one. So. Uh, it naturally turns to, to Kyle. That said, uh, he has had a disproportionate share of quarterback injuries, and uh, I don't know that you change things schematically. Because again, for you know, if you if you want the awesomeness of his offense, you can't have it become more predictable and uh, you know mousy. But um, you know, I, I think he probably wants to have a feeling that the people he's got back there can withstand uh, the pounding better than Jimmy has for whatever reason. Mike, you reported about a week and a half ago, uh, maybe even a couple of weeks ago, that the 49ers were planning 
for Brock Purdy to be their starter going forward. Then then the injury happens, and I know right now they're still indicating that the, that the thought is that he's likely back by August. Um, take, take the injury stuff, the, the unknown out. Uh, if Brock Purdy is back in August, is he still firmly the starter, or could things change? Yeah, if Brock Purdy is back in August that he looks like he did before he got hurt, then of course he's the starter, but I don't think you can take the uncertainty out. So, um, you know, I quoted the great Oakland philosopher Todd Shaw, a.k.a. Too Short, uh, in my call on Monday and said it was all good just a week ago. Um, things changed. You know, Brock Purdy was going to be the guy. Trey they would have been there. They would have continued developing him. They had rookie contracts. They could pay Bosa build around it. It was a great plan. And, you know, the envy of any other team, really, to have a quarterback that accomplished uh, at such a young stage on a rookie deal. But, you know, I, <laughs> quarterbacks at elbows. So, first of all, I was a young beat writer when Joe Montana had an elbow injury in training camp in 1991, ended up missing an entire season, came back in 92, didn't feel right again in training camp, missed all but the final uh, regular season game, second half. So basically missed all of two years and then was gone after that. Um, you know, it's tricky. I, I think Kyle and John believe from what they've heard that there's a scenario where you have this non-Tommy John surgery that's less of a production. Uh, three months later, he starts to try to throw again, and within six months, he's back to being him. That's awesome, but you got to be really, really confident in that, uh, and that's why I think once uh, you know you, you started understanding the potential, maybe that first surgery doesn't go perfectly, maybe has a setback, maybe he does have to have Tommy John after all. Once they go in and they realize it's worse than they thought, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're in a, a, a zone with a team built to win now, uh, whose window is right now. And uh, you want to consider all options. Brady would have made a lot of sense in that he was probably a one-year guy if he came back. Uh, that's now off the table. Rodgers makes less sense in because of the financial commitment. You could do it and fit it under the cap, um, but you're looking at probably a two, three-year minimum with him. And what you hope Purdy uh, gets back to would, you know, make that less pressing for you. And then I think what's probably most likely is you hope for the best on Purdy. You try to develop Trey Lance, who's also coming off a second ankle surgery, and you hope he's ready for, like, phase two, phase three of OTAs. And you have to have a contingency plan, whether that's a Matt Ryan, whether you actually draft somebody else. Uh, I think that's less likely. Whether you go get an Andy Dalton, someone like that. Um, I, I think you better have uh, a contingency plan if Trey is your only healthy guy uh, heading into training camp. And the contingency plan won't be Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think that that was more a Jimmy saying not a shot in hell or the team saying enough is enough? Uh, when they did Jimmy's deal, when he came back, um, it specifically precluded them from tagging or trading him. So, uh, Jimmy got the power at that moment. So had Jimmy stayed healthy, continued playing like he was playing, possibly got them to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, it would have been a fascinating scenario because they would have been like, Jimmy, what's up, buddy? We want you back. Hold that thought, guys, because I'm going to go uh, check out the market and I'll let you know and, you know, maybe I'll come back, maybe I won't. And it would have been a complete shift of the paradigm, which previously allowed them to cut him at any time after they had the wandering eye. So that would have been fascinating. So basically, Jimmy's going to get a better deal somewhere else than the 49ers, even under this situation, would pay him. Um, he's going to want to go to a team that has never given up on him and presumably believes in him <laughs> more. And the 49ers can't do anything about it, even if they suddenly decide to pledge their undying love to him, which they won't. So, I, you know, I, I thought he was gone last year. I know he came back. Things were weird. He was coming off the throwing shoulder surgery. Uh, Kyle said it pretty clearly after I had, you know, said similar things in print. Um, it's, you know, to, to quote another great Bay Area philosopher, 
Robert Hunter. He's gone. He's gone. Nothing's going to bring him back. He is gone. There it is. Uh, Mike Silver with us here. Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Hey, Mike, uh, done deal. I know there was the early report, and then you uh, tweeted out, hey, it's not done yet, and I guess now it's done with Vic Fangio to the Dolphins, and a lot of people are processing that like, oh, he turned down the 49ers. But Kyle talked so much yesterday about continuity with what they're already doing on defense. What do you know about the 49ers' interest or lack thereof in, in Vic Fangio and, and what they do next? Okay, well, first of all, I did not report that it wasn't done yet. What I reported was Vic Fangio told me Sunday night nothing has been decided right. and was a- angry that there had been a report. So if anyone is upset that it took three days for it to actually happen. Blame it on Vic, not me. But, uh, yeah, you know, okay, first of all, I've talked to a lot of coaches about this recently because I've tried to be sure when I discuss things that are over my head and a lot of fans aren't so unencumbered, but I'm going to try. So, 3-4-4-3, we freak out about it. Um, Really good coaches uh, like McFangio don't get hung up on that as much as uh, you know, Joe Fan. Uh, there are a lot of similarities. Uh, they're just called different things. Basically, with the three-four, you don't know where the fourth rusher is coming from. With the four-three, you do. You can rush five in a wide nine type uh, look with either scheme. They're just called different things. And good coaches will find a way to take the existing personnel and make it work. And you can call it three-four, four-three. So. Could a coach as good as Vic Fangio come to the 49ers without going, ah, I can't really have both, got to get rid of Eric Armstead. I don't really think Greenlaw and Warner, like, no, of course not. He would take those, you know, beautiful pieces on the board and make it work really, really well. So I don't know that it was that, but I do believe that Vic Fangio, um, you know, probably had some pretty high-level conversations with, Kyle Shanahan about what it would look like and whether they wanted it. Um, there are a lot of things going on. Vic had a lot of options. He had been linked with Sean Payton. Uh, it would have been awkward had he gone back to Denver a year after being tossed out of the building, but he wasn't completely averse to that. Um, you know, obviously Atlanta, Carolina, Miami. Uh, and so, you know, Vic just had a decision to make, and I'm sure a lot of things factored in. Um, you know, Kyle is a, uh, you know, he's a coach that a lot of people want to work for. And, you know, certainly those players on that defense, wow, they can make you look really, really good if you're a good coach. So, uh, for example, today I reported that Vance Joseph, who is in the mix for that Arizona Cardinals head coaching job and definitely has a chance to get it. Uh, and the reason I believe that is because the Cardinals, who still have him under contract as defensive coordinator, aren't letting him out and he's had many many overtures uh, about possibly being a defensive coordinator elsewhere uh including for the 49ers i believe so uh you know would that be super cold if the cardinals keep him keep him keep him and then hire say brian flores or another defensive coach and there's no room for vance joseph and he's left out in the cold potentially yep uh i and Certainly, I would hope that's not what's happening. Uh, so we'll have to see. But there are a lot of moving parts. Jero Evero, uh, another really highly regarded coach within Denver this past year, um, previous experience with the Rams and Packers. He's talking to Sean Payton today. Uh, he's still in the mix technically for Colts and Cardinals as head coach. Uh, and so all this is kind of played out. So I'm sure Kyle is going after the best and the brightest that I would I would put Vance Joseph and Ajero Evero in that category. Um, schemes certainly uh, matters, but I, the way I interpreted those comments, just for 49er fans who can get past the I know scheme thing, is they have a really, really good defensive line cro- coach in Chris Kutherick who came in and implemented the wide nine under Robert Sala and really uh, helped take that defense to another level. The way I interpreted Kyle's comments were we want someone who wants to keep Chris and probably some of the other assistants to take these great players and make it cool. So I'm less hung up on three four four three than I am. Uh, hey, I want to come to the Niners and bring in all my own assistants. I think that's more of a deal breaker. 
Uh, good stuff, Mike. Good to uh, to watch the way this one's going to play out. Obviously, whoever gets that go- uh, gig has got a uh, got a few players to play with for sure. Uh, Mike, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'll. I, I hope I still have a voice on Thursday. The Super Bowl is known to uh, erode my voice in short order, but. Uh, Apologies in advance if I sound atrocious. Yeah, are you doing your big old uh, party thingamajig out there like usual? We we are not throwing a party this year. I'm okay. attending, so uh, I'll try to bring it back. What next year's in Vegas? That sounds wholesome. I'll I'll talk to Carissa Thompson and Jeff Garlington and see if we can resurrect our uh, our shindig. A party a party in Vegas? Uh, we're in. All right. Hey, uh, my good stuff, man. Yeah, the Niners will hopefully will be there with their new defensive coordinator. It'll be awesome. Yeah, and all 12 of their quarterbacks. Uh, exactly <laughs> right. All right, there he is. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Okay, Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, Valley Sports, uh, with regard to the quarterback situation, the D.C. situation. I'll say this, um, because this report is out there from some 49er beat writers as well, and this is something that I think us fans don't think about too much, because we see what we see on the field, and we're like, okay, we either like this guy, we like that guy, we're worried about injury. Uh, There are a number of beat reporters that have clearly stated if Brock Purdy is is healthy and not the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year, you're going to have a livid locker room. It seems like it. I mean, when he took over, immediately it was big sock Brock, and it was you're the guy and all the rest of it, and all he did was win. So this has nothing to do with Trey Lance. Trey Lance didn't really get a fair shot at being starting quarterback because he got hurt. And so Jimmy Garoppolo had the gig, and then when Jimmy got hurt, Trey still wasn't healthy enough, so you had no choice but to go to Brock. And the whole notion of you can't lose your job due to injury is laughable, and it's not accurate. And I don't know where the cliche came from, but especially now in this day and age, 2023, you can and oftentimes do lose your job due to injury. And Brock Purdy got the job, he held the job, and he won the job. And if they both are healthy enough come August, and I don't have the actual preseason dates in front of me where the first of the three preseason games will be played, but Brock Purdy's going to get the QB1 slot as long as he's healthy. Matt Mayoko, 49ers Talk Podcast. Take a listen. I think there'll be a lot of pissed off people in this locker room if Brock Purdy is not the starter next year. And so whether that means, and I don't think, I didn't take that as a knock on Trey Lance at all. Mm -hmm. I took it as in he did enough, he's young, he put his heart and soul into this, we know what he's capable of doing. If the team goes out and gets someone from the outside to to take his spot, a job that he did not lose, you know, other than, I guess, the injury, but right. it appears he'll be ready to go. So I know the, the players are very much behind Brock Purdy as a starting Absolutely. quarterback. And I also think the players and the organization and you and me and the fan base and everybody on you know, the media or whatever – Nobody knows about Trey Lance. There's a lot there to like. There's a lot there to like with him, including how he carries himself, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, he said that that's the part of of Brock Purdy that impressed him the most. But nobody knows whether he can be a really good NFL starting quarterback. And in eight games, Brock Purdy showed to be a pretty darn good NFL starting quarterback. We mentioned Mayoko. Talk uh, and Jenny yeah, Lee well, Chan. Shout out to the uh, the cameo per, uh, appearances of uh, of one Jennifer Lee Chan as JLC well. JLC getting um, talk blocked by Mayoko. JLC, you know me. There it is. That's in the 49ers Talk podcast. And, and the, you know, the phrase that pays is the one he says right away. There's going to be a lot of pissed off right. teammates if a healthy Brock Purdy is, is, is not the quarterback. And I know how a lot of people are going to process that where it's like, well, wait a minute. You're shoving Trey Lance to the side when he was the guy. Kyle Shanahan last year called this is his team now. Uh, all the draft story, all of that. And now you're just shoving Trey Lance aside when he hasn't necessarily done anything yet to quote-unquote lose the job because of poor play. That's true, and similar to what Eric Armstead said after losing the game against the Eagles with no quarterback, and he said, look, that's life. Same message goes to Trey Lance. You can't tell a win-now locker room. We got this guy right here who essentially came in and, and never lost a game where he played the majority of the game. He never lost. But... 
We're going to check this other guy out. Because we drafted him higher. You can't do it. No, and you no. won't do it. And Kyle Shanahan knows it. And the one thing from the uh, Matt Mayoko monologue that I don't necessarily agree with because he doesn't know, nobody knows, it's the notion of not knowing about Trey Lance. Because Kyle Shanahan may know already about Trey Lance. He may know that Trey Lance is not good enough to be the guy. We don't know that. We saw what we saw as fans. Kyle Shanahan saw what he saw as the head coach. And, you know, it would have been interesting to see if Trey Lance continued to play, if Trey Lance didn't play a lot better, if he would have made some sort of a switch with a healthy Trey Lance or not, if the team was losing. We'll never know how that would have played out. But what we do know is that Trey Lance didn't get enough time to play for all of us on the outside to know what we need to know in terms of is he good enough. Kyle Shanahan may already know in in terms of Trey Lance, and he may think that Trey Lance is good enough, but to your point, Brock Purdy came in, started, and won every game except the last game when he got knocked out in the first quarter. So the team knows what they have in Brock Purdy more than they know his teammates, more than they know what they have in Trey Lance. Is it Mr. Right? Is it Mr. Right now? I I, I don't know, but yeah, this is the way it works. Like When you start winning in professional sports, you, you stick with it. You 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 honor the streak. Ride the hot hand. I mean, you you absolutely do. By the way, uh, and while you were uh, changing diapers yesterday, yeah, uh, John McClain came on, and John McClain, of course, oh. not only a long history covering the league, but because he was based in Houston when Kyle Shanahan was running the show, uh, coordinator there in Houston, got to know him really well. He made a quick comment to us that stuck with us. He goes, "Everybody in the league knows." How much Kyle Shanahan loves Trey Lance. Loves Trey Lance. And he's saying that yesterday. Not back when they drafted him. He's saying that now. Like, I don't... And I thought you heard it in the press conference yesterday. Kyle Shanahan, and I know they're just words, but Kyle Shanahan is like, I know Brock's hurt, and, and so is there a chance that he's not ready for week one? Sure. So everyone's like, all right, so who's the veteran? And he goes, Trey Lance. Like, that's it. We're not we're not searching for a quarterback. Right. And this is the conversation you and I had on Tuesday. I came in and I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't believe that we're all suddenly throwing out names like Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins and whatever the Aaron hell. Rogers, Tom people Brady. are freaking out about this. I'm like, you guys have you've got your guys. And yes, there are bumps, there are bruises, there are contractual advantages, there are questions, and there's fear. But like, man, the future of the 49er organization to me is sitting right there already in their jerseys. In the quarterback position, absolutely. You got Trey Lance coming into his third year, and at the end of his third year, you'll decide on his fifth year as a first-round pick, and you've got Brock Purdy going into his second year, and you've got Brock Purdy. He can't renegotiate until after his third year. So you've got Brock Purdy at a bargain. you got Trey Lance on his rookie deal. You've got two quarterbacks that you ostensibly love, and you've got a chance to use one and then use the other one. And if it's Brock Purdy, you can use Trey Lance in certain spots in terms of what Kyle Shanahan said yesterday about him being a two-way threat which Brock Purdy is not the same sort of quarterback threat in terms of his ability to run the ball and pass the ball. So if Brock Purdy's healthy, I would imagine you still will see Trey Lance in some spots. You're going to let Trey Lance get on the field in certain packages as you did in his rookie year. I know, but then they went away from it right away. So I, I don't know. I think I, you I will, wonder. quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you're going to want to get Trey Lance in the field. And Kyle Shanahan, I think you look at what Jalen Hurts was able to do this year as a two-way threat at quarterback. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is tempted by that, at least in some spots. I, yeah, I, I I would think I, I just you know there, there's also that idea of like oh we got to change the whole offense and you know and it, yeah they didn't love it they tried it and they didn't love it maybe this is a different scenario now uh, because Brock has a little bit of mobility maybe it's less of a change from Jimmy uh, we're calling it red and gold reaction and it's brought to you by Boxer and Gerson Northern California's premier workers compensation law firm helping injured workers get their lives back for over forty years uh, let's go to Darren in Maryland here on Willard and Dibs hey Darren what are you doing. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? I want to speak about this quarterback situation. I appreciate y'all wait, uh, holding the phone for me. Wait. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, my thing is, there's no way in the world 
I'm gonna tell you what people think I'm going crazy. Uh, uh, Jimmy Galapolo will be my starter next year. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> his record, his record is 44 19. Uh huh. He got more. He got more experience than, than uh, uh, these two quarterbacks. Uh huh. More experience. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Galapolo. Yep. He's 44 19 uh, with Cal Shanahan, and it's hard for me to give him up because he that good in the playoffs. Cal Shanahan be blowing these games. He blows these games. Everybody blamed Galapolo. Galapolo was 10 points up at the third quarter with the Rams game. You remember fourth? It was fourth down twice. We didn't go for it. They gave the ball back. Hey, Darren. Darren, do you mind if I borrow something from you? Can I call him Galapolo? For for yeah, like because the islands. I, first of all, I love that, and secondly, can I play something for you? Will you hang right there and just listen? It's it's like six seconds long. Do you have six seconds? Yeah. Okay, just take take a listen. I wish you guys could see Jimmy being back. In- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So what What would that look like? No, I don't see any scenario of that. All right, there you go. So no that's scenario. A, yeah. yeah, thank you, no, Darren. Yeah. Um, 44 I, and 19. I, yeah, yeah, it was. Listen. Listen, you're looking at me now, okay? You don't need to argue for Jimmy Garoppolo. I got him at 31 and 14 in the regular season, but... Listen. I mean... If I'm ready to move on from Jimmy... And everybody's ready. To Jimmy's move ready to move on from yeah, them exactly. is the point. Exactly. All right. It's all brought to you by CalHope.org. It's Willard and Dibs. More of your phone calls next. Plus, what do you hear what Dibs, what you said about the Super Bowl and how the 49ers factor in to the conversation of the game that we're going to watch uh, next week? That's coming up next on Willard and Dibs. Now back to Willard and Diggs. Take it away, Mark. Am I the only one who got triggered when I heard Steph Curry use the phrase, take it away? He's been giving it away a little bit too much. throw it away. Yeah. Turn it over. Will Steph be on the floor tonight is the the big question. We don't yet know, do we, Mark, in terms of second half of a back-to-back God forbid a basketball player actually plays basketball. <laughs> I blame Steph Curry. I, uh, I, I do believe that Vegas believes that the Warriors are going to be sitting whole lots of humans uh, tonight. Um, I looked at the number this morning because I was trying to think, all right, what, what would it be while well, right now there's no official word that the main players other than Clay aren't playing, but everyone's sort of expecting that. They're bracing for that. So how does Vegas handle that? Uh, the number for the game tonight is a 12. 12. Nuggets by 12. Man. Which I guess is sort of, I mean, the Nuggets are good. They'd be a big favorite no matter who was playing tonight. Maybe not a big favorite, but they'd be a solid favorite even over the full-strength Warriors for sure. Um, especially on the, the back end of a back-to-back. But 12 feels like 
Yeah, we're we're expecting more than Clay to be out, and we're bracing ourselves for this to get to fifteen. Oh, I would Real wait then, fast. and I would wait till it gets to fifteen, and then fire all my shackles on the Warriors because these are games that the baby dubs or the scrub dubs or whatever you scrub a dub, whatever you want to call them. They've actually played pretty yeah, well in yeah, these they spots. Try. They try. They try hard, Mark. And you can't always say the same for the elite Hall of Fame dubs. Yeah, they try. But last night, another example. What did Bonte say? Eighth time this year they've blown a double-digit double digit. fourth quarter yep. lead. Yep. That's not championship caliber. Well, it just seems so damn out of character. Even And I know that turnovers have always been a part of their DNA and all of that stuff. But I just, you look at the end of a game and you're like, we know what happens in the NBA. That's when it comes down to who's got the best player. Money time! Right. Who's got the guy that can get the shot? It's why the Warriors years ago were like, hey, KD, we need you because we need someone who can ISO Joe this sucker. And it's why in the NBA the best player usually wins because in close games in the end, if you have a Durant, you're just like, here, dude. Just will you just put a fifteen footer in the hole and he's like sure and and then you win games and the Warriors have like four of these guys and 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 you go into a second half and only score forty three and even Steph like we're gonna focus on the turnovers my man with a tie game and four seconds to go uncorked an eighteen footer that he makes in his sleep yeah. He came up short. Must have been awake then last night He's if he makes awake. it in his sleep. Yeah, but yeah. and so and and you know it ends up in overtime and they get completely outplayed in that stretch. Yeah, they got completely outplayed and just with their recklessness in the fourth quarter, we've seen this time and time again, which is why I'm so continually alarmed by this Warriors team because you're not getting outclassed. You're winning these games against teams that are good teams, but then you're just giving it away in the fourth quarter, and it's time and time again. And yes, it's on the road. The road woes continue, but they went 3-2 and two on their last road trip, and it felt like, okay, you beat Minnesota, yep. you get up from Minnesota, forget Denver, and we know tonight was going to be a, a Wisnowski, as I call it. You're punting on this game anyway because Clay's not going to play. We don't know who else is going to sit, but you still could have come home Two and one on a road trip and felt like you had some momentum. But yet again, big lead in the fourth, reckless with the basketball, inaccurate with your shot. You go to overtime. The last thing you want to do is lose in overtime. You'd rather lose in regulation yeah. than you would lose in overtime. The funny thing is about that last three and two trip you just referenced, um, the whole idea was you, they're going to punt and lose the final game of that five-game trip. Wisnowski. And, and, you know, they, so you got to win three before that, and they didn't. They went into that game two and two, and then they <clears throat> they won that game. Right. So what if they do win tonight and go two and one on the trip? All uh, forgotten? Yeah. Uh, it's forgotten. It's not all forgotten because the, the bigger issue still exists. And if you look at this Warrior team, all the talent you're talking about, and – all the championship pedigree, and as well as they've played for three quarters in so many of these games, you should be knocking on the door of the two seed right now. Totally. You should be sitting. I oh. mean, you got Sacramento's 29 and 21. Are you telling me this Warrior team couldn't be 29 and 21? Of That's the difference could. of three games, yeah. Mark. No, they This Warrior team should honestly be right there with Memphis, fighting for the two seed. If not, threatening Denver for the one. Hidden in all of this, though, is actually a, a problem that's not a Warrior problem. It's an NBA problem. It's a big problem. And, and, and whether you want to come at it from the angle of load management or the fact that the Warriors can blow eight double-digit fourth-quarter leads and it still might be totally irrelevant to the way that this goes in the playoffs. And this is why, I mean... On my list of reasons why I threw the panic meter in the trash, this is one of them. It Like, there is too much irrelevance in the regular season. Because we the Warriors can do this. They can ham an egg all the way till, uh, you know, early to mid-March. And then be like, all right, let's uncork a six-game win streak. They're like, cool, we're the four seed. Let's go. And, and and all this wrangling and, and anger and frustration and fear and all of this that went on. It's like, oh, okay, never mind. Like we all you need is a good two weeks. 
and you can have a top four seed in the West. Well, even that's in, all you need. And this year, you don't even need two weeks. You need a good like two games, and you could be. I mean, you look at it right now. The Clippers are seven and a half back at Denver. Then Dallas and Minnesota eight and a half back. Warriors, Suns, and Jazz nine back. Pels are nine and a half back. Portland's ten back. The Thunder eleven back. The Lakers eleven and a half back. You've got ten teams separated by four games. Ten teams. It's silly. Yeah. It's. I mean, silly's you, one word. You for lose it. a game, you it's, fall three seeds. You win a game, you go up three seeds. So yeah, one little. Way, you're right. It doesn't even need to be two weeks. Right. It needs to be like two games. Win even. three in a row, and you'll fire up. The Seriously, board. because if they lose tonight and the Warriors fall to 500, well, you automatically go behind Phoenix and Utah, and you tie with the Pelicans pending what they do. And if Portland wins, you're tied with them. You could lose and be the 11th seed. Or you somehow find a way to win tonight, and now you're the 5 seed. What the hell happened to the Pelicans, by the way? Well, they lost Zion. Yeah, I know, but they still got... I mean, they didn't have Zion late last year. They've lost nine in a row. Yeah, what the hell's going on there? I was all excited about that team. They were all looking good early in the year, right? They were they were plucky. Yeah, but to your point, they are two wins away from the four seat. Yeah. And that's where <laughs> and this is where and I don't think that there is a cure for what ails the NBA because the only thing that you could do to fix this is something that the two things that they will never in a million years do. Shorten the season. Never do it. Limit the playoffs. Right. Never going to do, do it. it. Never do so it. if you take those two things off the table, because let's just say you took the top six only to the playoffs. Well, now we've got urgency, right? Now we've got a real, we've got some real urgency in this NBA. But the more playoff teams, the more playoff games, the more revenue, the more TV, the more revenue and all the rest of it, you're never going to do that. So how do you create urgency in the association? I don't know. And neither do they. I mean, they've been, th- been talking about this for five years. More than that, I mean, even, I mean, yeah, more, right? But at this level, five, seven years, and, 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 you know, what they've come up with, we're thinking about doing a tournament in the middle of the year. Right. I mean, oh, my God. Uh, okay, have fun with that. I, 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 don't, I don't know how that's going to work. We'll get back to your calls here in a second, 888-957-9570, and all guests are brought to you on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Okay, so you and I are sitting there this morning, and Super Bowl comes up, and you go, you said something about, uh, like, when Jalen Hurts wins this, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm not so sure, and uh, the spread was up to two, and now it's down to one. The Eagles are only a one-point favorite in this game, and in my year and a half of working with you, I have never, I have never seen you as confident as you are. Mike, you want to liquidate all assets, I don't do, you? And I don't do this often. I, I always have an opinion because it's our job, and I like to have an opinion. I like to be right, and sometimes I hate to be wrong. And I hated to be right when it came to the Eagles and Niners because I told you that I like the Eagles. And for whatever reason, yes, the quarterbacks got hurt. Circumstantially right. Bottom go line ahead. is, I had both those conference championship games right. You had both wrong, and I felt bad about the one. I felt good about the other because I thought Kansas City would win, blah, 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 da-da-da, as I borrow from Matt Nahigan, da-da-da. In this game, in this Super Bowl, I feel as confidently as I did when I took Tampa Bay at home with the greatest of all time and got points. I think this game could be close, but it won't be close. I think Philadelphia's offensive line is the best in football, and they're going to have their way with Kansas City's defensive line. And on the other side of the ball, the Philadelphia defense, we saw how nasty they are. And I know that a lot of the game, the Niners had no quarterback, yep. blah, 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 yep. da, da, da. The, the Eagles' defensive line is deep. It's nasty. They're fantastic. And Patrick Mahomes is hobbled. So right. you're, you're going to give me the best two lines, Philadelphia, against a hobbled quarterback and a, a no-name running back? I think, Give me the Eagles in a laugher. I think that your, it up, your process is good here, but I got something for you. Bring it! And the, this is where the 49ers factor into this conversation. I want you to pause in all of everybody's eagle love right now. Even the fact that they're favored. I know they're only favored by a point, but like... 
Somebody else would quickly look at this and go, you going to give me the best player in the game and points? But he's not. He is. Not right now. Well, not he, on that bum wheel. Good, good enough to beat Joe Burrow still. Like, and, and he got two weeks to, to, to heal that thing up even more. So I think that there's, there's, there's one line of thinking there, but let me take it somewhere else. And it's this. And if you're an Eagle fan, close your damn ears. Oh. Because you're not going to want to hear this. Even though it's not a criticism of your team. I think everything you just said is true. They're very, very good. They're very good everywhere. Physical. They're good. They're physical. Line on this side, line on that side. Quarterback, receivers, run game, coaching. They're very good everywhere. But here's the statement. There has never been an easier trip to the Super Bowl in the history of the playoffs that I can remember. You got a home game against a New York Giants team that is insanely mediocre to the point where the 49ers were making fun of them on Twitter because Thibodeau was coming down the Niners road last week. The 49ers talked about all the game tape they studied on the New York Giants going into the playoffs in case they played them. And they were like, oh my gosh, this team is this team is nothing. And what did the Giants do? Oh, they beat the biggest fraud in the history of the conference. We know that. So all the Eagles had to do was beat that team at home and then beat a team that didn't have any quarterbacks. So, yes, they're good. But we're watching these lines, as many of us who didn't watch the Eagles all last year, are now assessing them and making our points based on how we see them. And they're... Of course they look like this right now. They played nothing in order to get here. Well, you're, you're, you're taking the argument that many people held against the 49ers for having the easiest schedule in the NFL. They won 12 in a row against the mathematically easiest schedule in the NFL. So not, you not, are debunking true, those first people. Of all. First of all, not true. The Eagles, by math... And stats. The Eagles the easiest, were 31st, I think, in terms of uh, opponents' record. And secondly, think of the number you just used. You said 12. I'm right. not. T- that's that's different. If you beat whatever competition 12 times in a row, there's some there's some cachet there. This is. I mean, they basically played a team with a quarterback for five quarters. Uh, yeah, five quarters. Uh, Daniel and Jones one of them was is on Daniel the phone. Jones. That's, yeah. Well, again, and you're Daniel not Jones. You're not listening to the rationale that I laid out in terms of why the Eagles will win this game, and it has nothing to do with the quarterback. The the reason why the Niners' quarterback got hurt. Both of them is because the Eagles' defense, their defensive line was better than the Niners' offensive line or tight end Tyler Croft. You, you did your best, but you got absolutely owned by Hassan Reddick. The it's, Eagles' it's a defensive way to look line. At it. That's What's a way? way? To look. No, it's not. Brock Purdy Every, doesn't get hurt if they block Hassan Reddick. Gibbs. Like, I love the defensive we, line came in and ruined Brock Purdy's elbow, and then they concussed. Josh Johnson. The I love defensive when we do line this. did that. But, 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 hold on. I, I hear what you're saying. They did do that. However, there are sacks in every game. It doesn't right. mean... And they have you, more sacks than any team right. almost in NFL history. It does, right. Although, we could also go into the analytics of that, which which were the over... In three monster over games. Over a third of them were right. against three hellaciously bad teams. So, just because there's a sack doesn't mean, oh, you knock the quarterback out of the game. There are sacks all the time. Everybody gets sacked in almost right. every game. So I that's, get that. That's not an auto A to B, and, and we can say the Eagles get credit for that. Absolutely. They get credit for a sack. The fact that it happened in a wonky way to the way that it knocked a quarterback out, I'm not going to... You're making it sound like it was purposeful. No, what I'm making it sound like is their defensive line was dominant enough to where they knocked two Niner quarterbacks out, and by the way, they also produced a fumble on that play. They, they, they got to get credit for that. Of course they I'm do. I'm not saying they intentionally hurt Brock Purdy because there's no way you can intentionally tear a guy's UCL with a hit. The I'm reason not, why I think Philadelphia will win is because of that. Not because they went up against a quarterbackless team. It's because they dominated a pretty good Niners offensive line. Yeah, so I dominate. I, I and I don't share that opinion because once Josh Johnson's in the game, you have a completely different function as a defensive line and you can approach your defense completely differently. I thought John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan spoke to this yesterday where they truly felt Kyle Shanahan said it. He goes, I felt terrible for our guys. Because I didn't feel like they had a chance to compete. 
And I think that that's fair. It's fair, absolutely. I, I, like, it's totally fair. So, I'm not here to say the Eagles aren't fantastic. Who would say that after this season? Right. They're fantastic. Also true, easiest trip to the playoffs I've ever seen in my life. But but what does that mean? It means that... What it means is it that means they're most likely going to be more rested. They had a bye. Maybe. Then they had a one-sided walkover. Yeah. And then they had a cakewalk. So maybe. Is that a bad thing for them? It's or is not, it a no, good thing? It depends. I think it's a good thing. It's not that it's... A, I think it's a good thing for them. What I'm saying is I think that this has shaded our perception of the Eagles. I'll buy that to I, an extent. I, I think we think they're more dominant than they are. Because we have not, like the Chiefs and Mahomes, now that's different. That's going to be a different animal For sure. than what the Eagles have had to go through the last two weeks. For sure. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm not saying that, that these facts might not even help them. I'm saying our perceptions of the dominance of their line play is shaded. A little bit. By I'll the give fact, you that. By the fact that what we watched the last two weeks was either compromised or weak. Well, weak in that the Giants had run their race. The Giants, they left it all in the field beating Minnesota. Totally. And it was not a great matchup against Philadelphia, a team that they were playing for the third time. Philadelphia was clearly better. The Niners lost not one but two quarterbacks. And you can we can have an argument of the what-if game. If Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, do the Niners win the game? I don't think that they do. The game would be closer. I'll give you that. But to me, Philadelphia was showing you early in that game, especially from a defensive side of the ball, that they were better than the 49ers' offensive line. Trent Williams showed up after the game a day later in a boot, in a boot. which tells me that he was limited. And we've all talked about the interior three. Everybody's clamoring for a new center, and Mike McGlinchey is a turnstile when it comes to pass protection. So I look at the way that game played out, and I see an Eagle defense that was dominating. And I don't think mm. that... I don't think that the fact that they had an easy game over the Giants, so they go by, cakewalk, walk over. How is that not a good thing for Philadelphia? I totally agree with you. It's a good thing for Philadelphia. And the one thing that, it's a that bad swings thing me for even, our brains in what we that think I of the give Eagles. You. That's all I said. I'll give you a little That's bit of that. That's all I said. But I think you're going too far in that direction. And I'll say this as the final piece to why I think, and believe me, I'm going to borrow from Jordan Poole and say, money line, money line. <laughs> and I'm going to wait for this yeah. thing to become a pick. You know, you, I mean, you, you don't even get that. I get that. It's I, minus 110 You right might now as well on the money do money line. line. If the spread is one. It's I, the same thing. Right, right. It's almost the same. The final piece on why I think Philadelphia wins by double digits is the fact that Patrick Mahomes is limited. How limited? We don't know. But we saw from the beginning of the game on Sunday to the end of the game, his limp was more pronounced. So I don't know how bad his so, ankle is. And give him two weeks, fine. He's not going to be the same Patrick Mahomes we're used to. You might be right. And Jalen Hurts might not be the same Jalen Hurts. Let's also factor that in. All I'm saying, and by the way, like I'm not even telling you that I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm not saying that by any stretch. Yeah. Um, I haven't even done a deep dive on assessing who I think is going to win the game. But you were so confident in the Eagles. I, I just, I just want, I, I was like, consider this. Just consider this. Consider the road and therefore consider how that affects the way we think about the Eagles. Jay in San Jose. Hey, what's going on, Jay? You're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? What's up, fellas? Just uh, taking a very early lunch. I hope that's okay. Totally. I already ate a turkey sandwich it. a half hour ago, man. Sometimes, you know, the stomach <laughs> is ready when it's ready, Jay. Nice. Exactly, right? So, yeah, I wanted to talk about my Niners, the quarterback situation. I want everybody to kind of relax to know how fortunate we actually are with two young, capable quarterbacks. I mean, I look at a team like uh, Green Bay where they have a guy behind Aaron Rodgers who they have no clue what's going on. You got Jets who have a second-round pick or second pick who have no clue what's going to happen. You get all these teams that are begging to have something like we have, which are two young, talented quarterbacks who could be the cornerstone of your franchise. And the reality is both of them are going to play. I mean, as long as Brock's uh, elbow's fine, both will still probably play next year. One is going to get injured for a game or two or whatever, but they're both going to get snaps. We're okay. We're fine. And then, with that said, in, in regards to the Super Bowl, look, I don't have a favorite. I'll just say this. I know the teams that have played the Niners, traditionally have lost that following week. So the only team that has won that following week after playing us was the Kansas City Chiefs. So for that, I need them to win. 
just to let the Eagles know that there is some kind of repercussions from playing the Niners win or lose. By the way, that's an interesting stat that Jay brings up, and, and he's right, except for the Chiefs, when yeah. they did, when yeah. they won, it was after they had a bye. The same way that the Eagles do. Exactly. Thanks, Jay. So, good maybe, effort, though, Jay. That no, was maybe, good. And enjoy your lunch. Maybe it matters. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, the, you well, know, to the I, point of the stat, it doesn't matter because there is. This is not the next week. Nobody won the next week. Yes, somebody did win two weeks later. That was the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And this is two weeks later. Um, I, but his larger point, like if you buy the idea that the Niners' physicality is enough to where it's very difficult on on people in the trenches the following game, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know if that. I, I don't know at this well, point. And the physicality yeah. of that game was not like a normal game because Philadelphia had the ball for thirty seven minutes, yep. so yep. There, it wasn't a very physical game in terms of the Niners exacting toll on Philadelphia. All right, all brought to you by Bud Light. We got plenty of room for your phone calls in the 11 o'clock hour, 888-957-9570. Also coming up, back to the Shanahan sound if you didn't hear the important stuff from yesterday. And our buddy Sean Salisbury threw out an awesome quarterback, Super Bowl, look-ahead poll. And, and, And I promise you'll hear it and go, oh, and you're going to have to think about which side you'd pick. We'll do that coming up next on Willard and Dibs. Everybody blame Galapagos. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 